welcome back to the Barrel Brothers. You're here with Jared and Nico. Now, just quickly, mate, you want to say good day and where are we today? How you going, guys? We're here at uh, Beneath Driver's Lane. Now, Driver Lane is a tiny little alleyway, for anyone who doesn't know, off Little Burke Street in the city. Now, if you take a little walk down there, head to your right, you'll see a little set of stairs. You cruise down. Biggest wrought iron gate just opens up for you automatically. And you just... It's wild. It is really, really nice. Awesome blues basement set up, like a Paris, New Orleans, sort of a New York, San Francisco-like, just bluesy bar, man. Low-lit lights, candles everywhere, like they're melted. They just keep burning candles, man. It looks yeah. insane in here. Very nice. Like, Very nice. Yeah. Very warm welcoming as soon as we walked in here. Whiskey bottles set up everywhere. everywhere. Like, I like the fact that they keep the boxes and the cylinders of all the bottles and bottles that I've never seen before either. The ambience. Probably the best best bar that I've seen. The ambience of this place is just insane. Now, they don't just do whiskey. They do cocktails of food. And when they, even when they're making drinks, like the magic they put into it, man. I think they even use uh, nitrogen and, and fire in their drinks, mate. Like, they, they give you a show. Oh, also, if you do order a whiskey, um, they don't just serve it up and pass it along. Like, they will give you a good rundown on that. That bottle because yeah that's good so you get you know what you're tasting when or you know what you're getting yourself into when you're ordering it you get you get the experience i'll sit down with you and have a quick little talk about what you're actually drinking so really really cool so we're very thankful for beneath driver lane putting this uh this event on for us the pappy van winkle and antiques collection tasting i've never had any of these before now I don't want to get too deep into it because I'm going to try and jump up in a couple of minutes and try and find someone who definitely knows what they're talking about because we definitely don't, mate. So, um, yep, and I'm going to go have a wander and have a look around here. We'll be back very shortly with hopefully someone who bloody knows what they're talking about. All right. So, we'll see you shortly, guys. Talk soon. Now, Nico, I reckon it's uh, time to uh, roll out the red carpet for this gentleman we've uh, we've found. So, um, this uh, this ge- this gentleman is doing uh, the hosting for our tasting this this afternoon. So, uh, without further ado, I uh, we welcome G, mate. How are we? Yeah, very good, thanks, mate. Good to be back in Melbourne. Absolutely, mate. Now, you are part of the South Trade International, is that correct? That's right. Yeah. Do you mind um, just telling us a little bit about? what your role is on that side of things, mate? Yeah, sure. So um, South Trade's a company that um, started up back in sort of 2002, and um, they're very much an on-premise for a focused uh, company with um, uh, a history with bringing absinthe back to Australia back in 2002. So uh, well, you, can, you can keep that away from me. A couple, yeah. couple of crazy guys <laughs> at the I've helm had there. bad experience on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've, um, we've kind of, you know, been at the forefront of... Um, on-premise spirit distribution for the last 20 years now and um, really kind of pushing boundaries in the um, in the fields we uh, we specialize in in um, premium spirits um, but up until uh, quite recently uh, a few years back we um, we acquired a big brand and uh, and a new a new ownership so um, that's fantastic we're, yeah. uh, we're excited about the uh, the future now we're sort of growing the fastest growing spirits business in Australia for about three years running. So I reckon every bottle I pick up at home it has South Trade written underneath it. Yeah, yeah, you'd be hard pressed not to find something on the shelves. So, these so days, you right? must be one of uh, Australia's biggest 
surely importers. Is that correct? Yeah, look, we uh, we import and distribute. Um, we, uh, we 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 purchased by Sazerac, uh, the U.S. company, um, back in sort of 20, 2016. Um, and since then, you know, we've focused a lot on our American whiskey portfolio simply because, you know, we had Buffalo Trace before then. Um, but it allows us to then, um, you know, get our hands on a lot of, the, you know, great juice coming out of uh, the, the, the best distillery in the world. So um, we're very, uh, very, in, well, I say excited, but in a good spot with, uh, with our American whiskey. But we also have some great other products from uh, our agency brands we call... Uh, you know them. They're the um, the local crafts. Yeah. Um, you know, good gins, good whiskies. Uh, we've got a Melbourne whiskey in our portfolio right here, Starwood. Nice, nice. Which uh, goes gangbusters. So um, yeah, they're getting massive. Yeah, we yeah. Uh, we've got a pretty sizable portfolio, but it's really well balanced uh, across the board. And the good thing, I think, uh, the, the thing that makes us win in this space is that we uh, we sell drinks, not just uh, just bottles. You know, so yeah, it's. Okay. Um, we got fever tree in our in our in our portfolio, so we can we can mix it up with the best. I think we need to bring this fella back home with us, so yeah. we can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, all right, G. Like just to move things on, nice and quick for you, mate. Now today's tasting, we we're mm. pretty excited. Do you yeah. mind just giving us a quick rundown with with what's happening this afternoon? Yeah. So um, the guys here have been big fans um, of our whiskies for a long time, and, and big supporters of the brand. So um, we've worked together closely over the years. Um, allowing them to, you know, have some of the allocation that we get into the country, which is a difficult thing these days because um, a lot of the popularity of the whiskies, you know, we could probably sell uh, 10 or 50 times over, to be honest. But um, um, Hamish and the team here um, are great advocates for American whiskey across the board. And, uh, you know, we like to support them where we can. And, of course, with Melbourne Whiskey Week, we've had the opportunity to come down and, and do a, a bit of a special... American whiskey, bourbon, Buffalo Trace kind of tasting. So we've got some incredible whiskies on taste for today. We've got some uh, Van Winkle and um, and also a, a, an antique collection, Fantastic. which uh, is going to really excite the uh, the whiskey lovers in the room. Well, bur- bourbon lovers in particular. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm big bourbon. Nico is a bit a, uh, he's a he's a Scotch fan, so we can yeah, we'll, ignore him we'll today. Com- we'll convert you today. Yeah. <laughs> So just a quick one too for for the people who are, aren't familiar with whiskey or bourbon in particular in this um, tasting, what what is what is Pappy in regards to? Um, it is, well, it is a bourbon. Do you mm. want to just quickly just jump into that? Like what what yeah. is Pappy? Like Pappy is if you don't know, yeah. If you, I suppose if you don't know bur- bourbon, Pappy's just it's it's ridiculously well known. And yeah. I didn't know of Pappy two years ago. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's been um, it's it's a long history, but um, kind of in a nutshell, it's it stems back from um, the early days of the 1840s, 1850s, where a guy kind of um, started a wheated bourbon mash. So uh, everything up until that time was all rye and very spicy and and uh, big and, and and you know bold. Uh, in its flavour, but um, this guy William Weller decided to introduce wheated bourbon to the world, and um, he did so with uh, such, uh, you know, expertise and, and, and popularity that uh, he needed to uh, get a sales force together. So yeah. he employed a young man by the age of uh, I don't know 18 or 19. His name was Julian Van Winkle, and that was uh, the original Pappy. Um, he was very successful in selling his brand. And uh, then actually took on the business um, and, and started his empire. And uh, from that, 
um, just gained in popularity and um, sold a lot of lot of whiskey around uh, around initially America. The popularity really spiked back in, um, I guess, uh, the 80s, I think, or 90s, where um, Anthony Bourdain was once quoted about um, tasting Pappy. I think it was a 20-year-old where he said he would, uh, you know, he would he would die in his last drop of be a Pappy Van Winkle. It was something like that. It's crazy, isn't it? Um, and so, you know, the popularity kind of uh, skyrocketed from there as well. But... Um, you know the, the the proof's in the bottle. It's uh, an incredible whiskey, and yeah. uh, of course, you know we make all of that at Buffalo Trace, um, and I've done for some years. So that's fantastic. It's a man. great that's legacy awesome. to continue. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So that and Pappy is not a tre- uh, cheap uh, whiskey in any means, I must no. say. But it's it's the hype that's that's got its price tag, isn't it? That's yeah. Look, I think again with a lot of whiskies around the world, where you know there's. Um, there's a demand, um, of course, with our production levels, the uh, demand far outweighs what we can put into the bottles, um, which drives price. But, um, you know, from a distiller's point of view, it always goes out at a recommended retail price. Um, we are in Australia, we pay an incredible amount of tax, so we, we have to balance that. But, you know, we can't... Um, we can't control what happens at the uh, at the retail side, and then secondary market is just ridiculous. It's so crazy, it's it's all it? about what people will pay for things these absolutely, days. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, G. Well, uh, Nico, you got anything to ask this fine gentleman, mate? Well, before he goes, because he's a busy man, what's your go-to whiskey? Your go-to, just look um, easy, expensive, whatever. Ev- we'll leave it up to you. Every mate. day, day in, day out, um, Buffalo Trace is just Good the man. you know it punches <laughs> above its weight. Yeah, really. Yeah. It's just incredible, like, you know, for a a bourbon in that sort of price point these days, um, to be eight and ten years old um, is incredible. Like, the character, the quality of the whiskey is just phenomenal. So it kind of blows me away that it's still that cheap. Just the simple buffalo taste. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, but, you know, if if you're going to flip it up, then you go to Sazerac Rye and... um, that's my Kentucky Chardonnay right there. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, mate. Well, we'll not, we must leave you, mate. We have a bit of a show ahead of us, so yep. um, we, we appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so um, much. And, look, hopefully some future future uh, knowledge from this fine gentleman. So biggest, biggest of thanks, mate, and we'll, uh, we'll let you go. Pleasure, guys. Thanks, thanks very much. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. All right, we're back. We are we're back. We're back home. What an afternoon. It was a great Afternoon, mate. What do you reckon, Jared? What do you reckon? Reckon about which bit because it was all great. The whole part. I don't remember. I was a bit drunk. <laughs> no, I do remember everything. No, it was a great afternoon with uh, G hosting us with the uh, the full tasting, mate. Can you explain how, how it was sort of set out for us? Well, they actually had a projector screen right out, l- laid out with some video footage of Buffalo Trace Distillery and all the barrels together and the whole process of actually doing Buffalo Trace. That was cool. The tables and they had they had the nice glasses set out. It wasn't. I don't know. Are they still classified as Glen Karen glasses or are they not Glen Karen glasses? No, it's like a wine oh, slash Glen no, Karen glass. We had the uh, long stemmed. I think it's a Glen Karen with a long stem. It yeah. has. It's more of a just a bottom rounded glass. It's they're, they're pretty nice. But they, you you know what I remember? As soon as, as soon as we're waiting to sit down, mm. the, um, Pappy's report, including the antique collection mm-hmm. the smell in the room mm-hmm. 
was insane, mate. Yes, it was. You could just smell it. You, you could, could smell all the aroma in the air. Yeah, that's the first time I've ever like stood away from a glass and they just bang. Yep. Beautiful 100%. smells everywhere. Tell me something. Please. We, without jumping ahead too far, once we tried about two or three of them, those four all up, once you got into your second or third, did you start feeling it? I was pretty comfy by number three. Yeah, so was I. I started feeling it. But they weren't big, massive pores, so I was pretty... Uh, they but were. they were pretty high proof. The first though. one was 53%, I'm pretty yeah, sure Yeah, I've got something written down here. I think it was about 53.5, I reckon, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Also, but we're recording this from home, guys, obviously because it was a bar and it became pretty busy in there and it wasn't it was, really worth... It was a very intimate experience too, yeah. so we didn't want to get in the way of bloody talk and rubbish. Yeah, exactly right. So, so it was, yeah, we took some notes and bits and pieces anyway, but... Um, so, yes, there was four tastings. We started off with Old Rip Van Winkle. Now, all all these... Well, the Ten-year-old. Ten yeah, so the first three, they're all wheated, wheated bourbons. So, yes, we started off with Old Pappy Van Winkle, ten-year-old. My favourite of the day. Uh, yeah, so that was 53.5%, mate. Yes, and I think that's why by the time we finished the second, we were pretty... Uh, I was feeling it. I was definitely... Should we chuck in a couple of little sort of information facts about Buffalo Trace just quickly before we actually get into it if you want the one that stood out to me yeah that G was telling us that Buffalo Trace Distillery over in the US obviously yep the I think he was saying a 1.23 billion dollar upgrade yeah that is wild oh, I don't think I've got my numbers right there but it's definitely over a billion dollar upgrade that's insane that's some uh well, they got. I think they've got that popular now that they're having to definitely fill up their stocks. But in, what's crazy is all this liquid they're putting into these storage facilities is for years to come. That's what blows my yeah, mind, mate. That's the next generation of. It's of years happy. to come. Years to come. Well, what did you think of it? What did you think of the ten-year-old? The ten-year-old. Because you've got the ten-year-old and you still haven't opened it. You don't tell anyone that. <laughs> and it's been sitting here for about seven months. I told Nick not to say that before. <laughs> 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 yes, all right. So I was pretty excited to try the Pappy Tank. I'm too bloody scared to open mine for uh, many of reasons we will explain in many different shows. But Keep uh, me away from it. Yeah, I'll rip Van Winkle, 10 year old, 53.5%. Um, the first thing I remember is nosing zero alcohol. Yeah, no, it was at all. Easy. It was beautiful smells. Easy to nose. Easy. Very easy. Like, Beautiful. Well, it's obviously wheated, so you can still get the wheat through it. But you, the corn was just out. Yeah. It just jumped out. Caramels, vanillas, the oats. Yeah. It was 100%, all there, man. Hundred percent. And on the on the tasting for me, like I I still get the the cherry that Buffalo Trace is pretty high high known for. I can't taste cherry yeah, in no. any of it. You any of it. You haven't got any taste buds, though, mate. Yeah, hot dog with and tomato sauce, yeah, mate. Favorite it, food. Yeah, terrible. But yes, um, I got I got the cherries, I got I got the caramel, definitely the oaks and vanilla. It's just I say that with the, like the same as the smell, but it's intense, man. Like it's it's so more intense. It's 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 complex flavors. A bit of the Kentucky chew. Yes, we learned that one. Yeah, the old Kentucky chew. Open those K chops. Kentucky chap or something like that. He no, said it was Kentucky chew, mate. Oh, it was chaps. Oh, chaps. Yeah. But that's my take on it. Was fantastic. Uh, I don't think I've got too many more notes on that one, really. But just an overall fantastic experience on that 
Do you know what I noticed about the first one? Tell me. It just stayed like oh, the oils. Yes, please. And the flavours just stayed in your mouth. Mm. Like it's not something that, you know, lasts for, you know, your 30 seconds or a minute and then it's gone. It was like, yes. just stayed. You could have a sip, go home. Come and back. Just and you still got it. Yeah, still there. Yeah. That's what's awesome about it. That was good. So what about the uh, smells and tastes? You, well, you said you didn't get the cherries on that one. Didn't no, you, I didn't get it? the cherries. I got very sweet and very Yeah, so just the, the, like, good, the good bourbon flavours. Yes, yes. The caramels, vanillas, all, all that jazz. Just the generic bourbon, but times it by a thousand yep. pretty much, you know? Awesome, um, awesome, awesome. As for like taste-wise, it was very smooth, very easy to drink. Nice. Um, Obviously, it had the sticky taste and overall just yum. It was good. It was sick. Bloody delicious. Overall, worth the money. For something that you, you're you just going to have a sip on. Yeah, I'm not too sure how much the old rips actually going for. I, I would say about $1,200. If you, I think it was the, around 1200 or 1600 But the problem is if you can get it. Yeah. Because they call all this stuff what the billionaire's whiskey they can't buy. Yes. It's, it's buyable, but good luck trying to find it. I, I will open it. I definitely will open it. But how would you drink it? How how would you drink it when you open it? Is it something you just drink or is it something that's a, no, a it's, special it's, drink? It's, it's a pour and, and sit back on well, it all depends on the on the on the situation at hand. Yeah. If I'm with some really good mates yeah. or special very special occasion, I personally would think. Yeah. Uh so let's move on to the next one, anyone, man. Anyone? The next Anyone? one? Which one are we talking about? Are we talking about the Sazerac Rye or are we talking about the other old Van Winkle? Because I fucked up there. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there like an idiot. Oh, so so, the, so what? We, I'll tell you the story. So we're moving on to uh, old... Old uh, Van Winkle 12. Old Van Winkle 12. Lot B. So Nico's sitting there and he's like, mm, I don't... I don't really like this one too much. And he's, he's not a big rye person. Just in, so Anyway, we're about halfway through our drink and I look over to Nico and he's drinking... He's got his glass in his hand and I've looked on his little tasting palette and he's got the wrong one in his hand. And I've asked him, are you drinking that one? To be fair, they weren't in order. No. So he, you had the, the old Van Winkle 10 and then you had Sazerac Rye 18 and then you had old Van Winkle 12, Lot B and then the old Van Winkle 15 Reserve. So I thought we're just going in order. Pretty devastated, were you? Oh, I was. I felt like felt like an idiot because yeah. I almost finished it too. You did. But let's go to the uh, the uh, family reserve. You don't, you don't want to talk about Lot B? No, where am I? Here we are. Van Winkle Special Reserve Lot B. That's what I was talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, percentage on this one, 45%. Now, this one is pretty... Well, I shouldn't say pretty much exactly the same as the old Rip 10, but it is... It very close. It's a, It's... Plus two years, so 12, 12 years, yes. But it's a barrel pick of of the same juice. How, how was it on the nose? Uh, on the nose, I reckon this one for me was a lot more fruity. Yep. Uh, but still the, the big the big bourbon smells, your corns. The big your, corn your bash. Yes, the big corn bash, the vanillas, the oaks. But more fruity on this one. Yep. I didn't get the fruit again. Yes. I don't know. I, I just... I got sweet corn again, easy on the nose again. It might have been a bit more alcoholy on the nose, but I still think it was very easy on the nose. There's some some drinks out there that you put your nose in the glass and you just wax you, burn your nostrils. Yeah, well, definitely on the. T- it was really strange on this one when I tasted this. Done the most unusual tingle on the tongue, it, and it stayed there for a good thirty yeah, seconds. Well. It was really weird, man. And it it had less of a 
uh, percentage of alcohol in yeah. it as well. I'm yeah, yeah, so I think that went back down to 40. Yeah, that was 45. 45, yeah. Mm-hmm. But overall, awesome taste, man. Same thing, it lingered. Yeah, I, I didn't find it too much different to the 10. It, it wasn't as smooth. Somehow, I don't know how that works because the 10 was a lot stronger in uh, ABV. You know, that's good. But yeah, I think comparing it to the 10, I would rather buy the 10. But that's me personally. Yeah, no, I, I reckon the same thing. I, I personally think the 10 was a bit nicer than than the 12. Uh, the 15. Reserve. 15-year Pappy Van Winkle. How was it on the nose? Gerardi? Mate, this is same thing. The big corn <laughs> bash, but insanely prominent. Is that how you say it? Prominent? Yeah. Mate, my dictionary and thesaurus in my brain is preppy level so you're going to have to explain that one big big flavoured nostril flavours yes I found the old Van Winkle 15 reserve to be a bit more spicy absolutely um, it, I feel like more, more intense yes I like it keep going um, very similar to the 10 and the 12 but yeah just, more spice more pumped, intense pumped up Still had the corn, mm. the corn bash, the vanillas, the caramels, the toffee. It, had, it was toffee-ish for me. It had that little bit of you get that little bit of leathery touch in there. I've never tasted leather, mate. I don't chew leather. I don't. They suck know, on leather. Suck, like. suck on a leather belt. Don't get into that flavour in there. Oh, I've never had to undo a belt with my teeth, mate. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> 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 you dirty boy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely an awesome bottle and. Secretly, I might have one of those snuck off into the corner. And oh, you do have the 15 too, you bastard. Yeah, so... And that... Well, is it open? Let's ask you this time. Because I know for a fact what it is. Mate, this isn't getting... Oh, I don't know when this will be opened because they release... How, uh, they release into the hundreds of these per year, so it's rare to get one of yeah, these. No, days. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. What did Australia get? Australia got like 15 bottles or something, didn't they say? Yeah, this year, I think. I think. Don't don't take me on that. I think it was. I think it was around yeah. 15. I think. Quote me if I'm wrong. Um, on the palate for me, it was like, wolf. Wolf. Nice as f***. <laughs> <laughs> Gets better and better each time. It's yum. Um, and yeah. Super- I'll, I'll back you on this one, Jared. Don't open it. Keep that one. Well, we will open it, but it's going to be a slow sipper. Yeah. But yeah, as for me, it was nice. It was really nice. Super long 100%. finish. Super yeah. long. Yep. 100%. Yep, yep. And then the last one, mate. <sighs> Sazerac. The one, I, the one that I did second. <laughs> Sazerac 18. Not a fan. No, Nico's never really liked the, the rise in any of... Oh, I, I would drink it. Like, I, I don't get me wrong... It's not I don't like it. It just doesn't do anything for me. The the flavours don't... It is it is big different. Yeah, the flavours don't do anything for me. It's just... Oh, well, let me talk about it. Yeah, you talk about it because what did I write down? I just said... Not interested. It slowly gets better <laughs> on the nose. The more you smell it and more air gets into it. It was easy to drink, but it's not for me. Yeah. Actually, sorry Actually, to cut you off. You do think? When I saw you drop a bit of water in there... I'd put a little drop with the little sip I had left because I drank it too quick earlier. Professionals. And I swear that that's when it got better. A little bit of de-proofing. A little bit of HTO. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me tell you about Sazerac 18 for me. So, yes, it is a rye. 
Candy. <laughs> candy, mate. On the nose, it smells like candy. It's as simple as that. Sweet. Smelled like candy. Smelled like candy. But taste-wise, it's it's quite an unusual taste. Yet you, you get the you get the oaks and the, and the little bit of leather coming through, but it's very floral. That's probably the best way to explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, and earthy, very earthy for me. And I love when I finish any of my glasses, and I've told you this many a times. Yes, yes. Finish your glass and just sit it there for five ten minutes, and then come back to smell it. It's completely different. I think. I don't know if I'm wrong here. I'm just taking a punt at what I think physics is with, when it comes to this. I think it's the alcohol escapes the glass and so you're just getting the raw smell of the flavours. So do, you, do you get what I mean? Oh, so absolutely. You, you don't have that ethanol alcohol smell in there anymore. I would love to get a professional's understanding on what happens there. Yes. Besides Nico's science of, wis- of wisdom. <laughs> I don't even know if physics has anything to do with smell, but <laughs> we'll leave it on you. <laughs> but for the Sazerac, what's really cool, when you finish that and leave it for five minutes, mate, it smells like grass. Beautiful. I love mowing my grass, and that's friggin' delicious, mate. Grass on a nice summer's day. Freshly cut grass. It was good. It smells good, but Sazerac ride didn't smell like that. Sorry, guys. But that was I our taste. I might get a lot of hate for that, but I didn't like it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was our tasting, Nick, wasn't it? Yeah. It was really, really good. And uh, once again, big massive thanks to Beneath Driver Lane. Yep, and G for jumping on and giving big, us the time. Big G and all the crew that were involved. Yep. Um, so, yeah, just uh, make sure you get onto our socials. Make sure you subscribe. We all, I've always forgotten to say subscribe. Yes. Make sure you subscribe, notify, follow. Even any bottles you guys want, like might want to, want to know what they're like, Jared's got a really good collection of unopened bottles that I wouldn't mind tasting. So feel free just to to put in some uh, some bottles that you'd like yeah, put to some, try. Put some requests, even if I don't have them. I we'll thought def- you were going to get a bit cranky. No, no, there. we're, we're <laughs> opening. Yeah. But yes, make sure get in contact with us. Ask some questions. We'll chase them down. Give us some bottle requests if you're interested. We'll do our best to get them. Yep. And if you are a listener and are very knowledgeable about whiskies and you would like to jump on the show, we can work something out. Yeah, we'll chuck you off. Alright guys. Alright. Well thanks for listening to the Barrel Brothers. And that's a wrap!